0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Again, how many people want God to be on your side? How many people want God to bless you? And you can be the blessing to the nations. I want the blessing of Abraham so I can bless people around me. I have been talking about love brings success and victory. We were talking about a man named David for many times. I showed you in the scripture how David loved God so much. Please go and listen to the previous teaching in the YouTube or you can ask from the CD table. The series called Love brings success. Love is the most important thing for Christian life. God is love. When you conclude the whole Bible, all the laws in the Bible, you can make conclusion of two laws. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and your spirit. And love your neighbor as yourself. King David loved God so much. That's why God blessed him, gave him victory everywhere he went. He has so much favor. He lived a long life. He was so powerful because God gave him so much favor because he loved him. Now we're going to talk about another man in the Bible. That man named King Hezekiah. I'm going to read the scripture about what King Hezekiah did thousands of years ago. Unfortunately, before King Hezekiah became the king of Judah, his father named Ahaz, was a wicked king. Ahaz closed down the temple, took out the things in the temple and did everything to himself. He even worshipped idols. If you read the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 28 carefully, you will find out that God was so upset with Ahaz. God sent king of Aram. God sent the enemy to attack him got into big trouble again and again and again because this man, Ahaz, worshipped idols and his heart far away from God. But thank God, his son named Hezekiah. Hezekiah became the king and he did not want to follow the way of his father. I want to encourage all of you, if your ancestors sinned against God and brought many curses to your life, you can stop it like me, my ancestor. Worship idols, and we have so many problems in my family because they worship idol. But I stopped. I want to be Hezekiah. I don't want to follow my ancestor who worshiped idols and did a lot of evil things before me. And I stopped it by giving my life to Jesus and began to do what Hezekiah did. So I'm going to read scripture here and show you and make a conclusion quickly application. We're going to See the application of each passage of the scripture together quickly here. Second Chronicle chapter twenty nine verses three to five. In the first month of the first year of his reign, he's been Hezekiah. He opened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. Ahaz, has the dad closed the door, didn't worship God, start to worship idol. But Hezekiah opened the door and repaired the temple. He brought in the priests and the Levites, assembled them in the square of the east side and said, Listen to me, Levites, consecrate yourself now and consecrate the temple of the Lord, the God of your father. Remove all the defilement from the sanctuary. After you read this scripture, you can see that Hezekiah loved God so much and he wanted to restore the temple of God. What is the temple of God today? The temple of God today is the church and your body. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the church is the temple today. We don't do all the things like in the temple of the Old Testament because we have Jesus Christ already. We are in the New Testament, which is a better covenant. But if you really love Jesus Christ, love your God, you will love His church. Because His church is His bride or His wife. His church is His body. If you can say, I love Jesus, in a practical way, you love the church and you want to build the church and you will pour your life to build the church. Pastor Dan and I are very serious about building the church of God. Actually, the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 16, 18, And I also say to you that you are Peter. You are Peter, the rock of faith. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Jesus said, I will build my church. I like the word I will, not I shall, I may. He said, I will build my church. Happy God, blessed life. You want God to be happy? Happy wife, happy life I never forgot one day Pastor Dad drove by a neighbor And she saw a house on sale And she came back to see me Let's go to see that house I said, okay la I went with her, drove to that house We walked in to see the realtor open the house, we walked in And she said, I like this house. I like this house Within two months, we move in Because happy wife, happy life Happy God blesses life How can you make God happy? You participate in building The church of Jesus Christ Ephesians chapter 5 25 to 27 Husband love your wife Happy wife Happy life All the husbands say Happy wife Happy life, happy life. Happy life. Happy life. Oh why so quiet <laughs> One more time. Happy wife. Happy wife. Happy wife. Oh, okay. Husband, love your wife just as Christ also loved his church and gave himself for her. He died for the church. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might... Present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot and wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Jesus loved the church so much he died for the church. We love the church too. If you love God, how you show love to God in a practical way on this planet earth, you love the church, you pull up your sleeve, get involved in building the church. I just came from Virginia. I went there from Thursday to Saturday, came back here last night, 10 p.m. I went there preaching to help them to build the church together, lay hands on people. After I preached, I listened to many testimonies. This is a small church, a lot of new believers. One lady came up, she just moved from Laos to America, to Virginia area. She said that she had back pain for more than 10 years. The doctor said, You cannot do anything, you have arthritis, you're gonna live with this back pain. I lay hand on her, the pain is gone. Now she has no back pain. Another lady told me that she has been tortured by demons so many days. She really could not sleep, very, really have a lot of bad thinking and bad dreams. And I lay hand on her. Demon come out. I didn't even do any cast out demon. Demon just keep coming out. After that, she was free. Another person show up. First time that I saw this person. She heard about the gospel for many years, but kind of believe and back off, believe and back off. And eventually she say, I decided to listen to your sermon on internet all days long. I listened and listened. And now I gave my life to Jesus. She came. She was filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue. Demon come out of her. At the end, she said, I'm going to follow Jesus wholeheartedly now because God touched me. Another person came to give testimony that she went to see the doctor. The doctor said, you have diabetes. You have high blood pressure and high cholesterol. The doctor said, you're going to have to treat this sickness all the day of your life. You have to take medication. She said, I'm going to try another way. I'm going to listen to Pastor Lau's loud sermon on the internet, in YouTube, all day long and build my faith and command sickness to go away. And after two months, after she listened to my sermon, New Hope sermon, she went back to the doctor. The doctor made his eye, what happened? High blood pressure is gone. Diabetes is gone. And high cholesterol is gone. What happened to you? These are examples of the testimony. There are more testimony I cannot share. But after I listen to all this, in my heart, I feel the heart of God inside me. People are tortured and suffer by the sin of this world and by sickness and by also demons. I want to build my church in every city because when they come into the church, They will hear the word of God. They will have a community. I love them. I want to take care of them. They cannot be on their own. They need to be in the community and I will appoint some shepherd to look after them. Keep producing the spiritual food to feed them all over the world because they suffer so much. They need my word. They need the anointing. I want to build my church. I cry in my heart. I understand the feeling when Apostle Paul say in the Bible that everywhere I went, I really see the burden of the church, that people need God, but people cannot meet God without people come together as a church, and the presence of God is there. I was more convinced yesterday morning when I heard all this testimony here that We need to build a church because people will be set free, will be saved, will be delivered, will be healed, will be blessed when they go to a good church that's full of the Word of God and full of the Holy Spirit. I love God and I want to build His church. I'm going to build the church of Jesus Christ all over the world, wherever God leads me. So number one, you build a temple because you love God. You open the temple door again and say, let's have a spirit-filled, glorious, without blame church, the church that welcomed the word, the church that welcomed the Holy Spirit. Yes. Let's look at next one. I got to go quickly here. 2 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 10. Now I intend, I mean Hezekiah, I intend to make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, so that his fierce anger would turn away from us. Remember I say that Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah, really sinned against God, worship idols. And terrible thing happened in Judah everywhere. Terrible, terrible things, all those times. And Hezekiah said, now I intend to repent and make a covenant with God. He repented and he want to renew his relationship with God, the whole Judah will also worship the Lord. When you love God, you make a covenant with Him. Our Christian life is a life of covenant, a life of love. I love God. I make a covenant that I will serve you. I will obey you. I will repent. I will live for you. I will trust you. I will honor you, praise you, worship you. I do my best to give your name the glory And honor. I do my part. Covenant is two sides. And God make covenant with me. If you do that, I will bless you. I will take care of you. I will heal your sickness. I will bring success to your life. It's a covenant relationship because we love. And recall that I read Deuteronomy chapter 7 a while ago. The covenant of love. We love God. He loves us. We do our part. He will do our part. Why marriage? Last Sunday, I did a marriage covenant, a couple here, Tu'an and Khan. We make a marriage covenant that they make a covenant that I love you. I love you. I commit to you. Love also in the horizontal level. I will not desert the member of this church because I make covenant to love you. Covenant with God. Covenant with people around us. And because of love, we make covenant that we're going to be faithful to each other. We're going to love each other. We're going to support each other. We will not gossip about one another. We will not attack or destroy each other. We're going to build each other up. We're going to encourage one another. We're going to help each other. The covenant, the covenant of love. And God really wants to have a covenant with us. If we love God, we make a covenant with him. I never forgot. I came to honeymoon in Seattle. At that time, I was a new believer. I knelt down in a bedroom in Green Lake. And I say, God, I gave my life to you. I will serve you and be faithful to you all the days of my life. And I nailed down. After that, God opened the door for me to get the position at University of Washington. God opened the door that I can get the license to practice here. God opened door and after door, after I make covenant with him. And I never stopped serving God since that day or no matter how hard it is. How sometimes disappointed when people really hurt me. I still keep going, going because I make a covenant with God. And look at what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 20, the 10 commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity, iniquity in the Hebrew language means sin and consequences of sin of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. When parents rebel against God, sin against God, hate God, they will have curse and the curse will go down to the third and fourth generation. But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love, you see the word love a lot here, huh? covenant of love, love God, who love me and keep my commandments. How you show love to God? You keep His commandments and the blessing will go down to the thousand generations. Should we make a covenant with God today? Are we going to pray at the end of the sermon? We're going to make a covenant with God. We will serve God, love God, obey God. We will not cheat God. We will not worship idols, maybe TV or the computer game or whatever. Those things, yes, you can play, but don't worship them. You spend more time with God. Amen? So we're going to keep our covenant relationship with God if we love God. Number one, we build a temple. Number two, we have a strong covenant with God. Number three, Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 25. He stationed the Levites in the temple of the Lord with symbols, harps, and lyres in the way prescribed by David and God the king seer or the king prophet and Nathan the prophet. This was commanded by the Lord through his prophets. Verse 28, The whole assembly bowed in worship, while the singers sang and the trumpeters played. And all this continued until the sacrifice of the burnt offering was completed. Remember Ahaz? Took the thing out of the temple, closed the door of the temple, worship idol outside the temple. Hezekiah loved God, he opened the door to the temple, he restored the temple, and now he restored worship in the temple. When you love God, you will really build a church, get involved in building the temple of God. Two, you keep your covenant with God. You're going to serve God and love God all the days of your life. Three, you are true worshippers. You love to worship. You worship not only on Sunday, that you come and you just love to worship God. You are worshipers. But you worship God every day. This morning, Pastor Dahl told me about a story in a book called Honoring God. Written by Kenneth Corbin. She read that book. And he told a story that a young man, 20 years old, worked so hard to make money to feed himself. He went to the church and he really wanted to walk out to accept Christ. And... He did not walk out. He dared not. But suddenly, a person came to him and said, let's go out together, and I'm going to pray to accept Christ with you. So he walked out to accept Christ, and they built a relationship in the church. The next one week, that person cheated money of this new believer. All gone. After that day, that new believer, 20 years old believer, never go back to church again. He hate church. Until 40 years later, he was dying in the hospital due to cancer. Kenneth Copeland and his mom tried to convince this man to believe in Jesus, but he said no, because Christians cheated me. But by the grace of God, when he was in the hospital, he prayed to God that, God, I don't want to die this way. Now, now he started to worry about going to hell. So he said, "Could you please do something to help me? One lady could not sleep that night. God kept waking her up and God told her to walk out of the house and follow the Holy Spirit, keep walking to the hospital. And God said, get into the hospital. She got into the hospital, walked up to different floor and eventually she said, this room, she walked into that room, met this guy, I think by that time he was 60 years old because 40 years later, she talked to him and asked him to accept Christ and he was born again again and he went to heaven. God, answer his prayer by sending this woman to the hospital supernaturally. When I heard the story about this person cheated the new believer, that person did not worship God. When you worship God, you make God look good. People around you see that you are so gentle, loving, forgiving. You're generous to people. You don't take advantage of people. Every time people look at you, wow, they put the thumb up to God, to Jesus. Jesus. But before they put the thumb up to Jesus, you yourself need to put two fingers up. <laughs> you may think that, uh, what is two fingers? You need to put your two, two fingers up. You love people. You worship God by loving people. You cannot just sing song all day long because you have to work at Your office, but you can do this all day long. Uh, I don't mean that you do this to your boss, but you love your boss. You love your co-workers. Amen? Amen. John chapter 4 verse 23 says, But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. How many people want God to seek you, chase after you, pour His blessing on you? From the throne in heaven, He looked for people. That you want to seek and bless and give favor to those who are true worshippers. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. Do you want God to show himself to you strong? Yes. yes. On behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. We worship God. We are loyal to God. We make sure that God has good reputation from our life. We worship God not only Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. People look at us and they see God in us. So number one, Hezekiah. Build the temple. Restore the temple. Build the church. Number two, Hezekiah live a life of covenant. He make relationship with God and he Stand firm with his relationship with God, the covenant of love with God. Number three, Hezekiah was a true worshiper. Number four, Second 2 Chronicles chapter 29, 32 to 33. The number of burnt offerings the assembly brought was 70 bulls, 100 rams, and 200 males' lambs all of them for burnt offerings to the Lord. The animals consecrated as sacrifices amounted to 600 bulls and 3,000 sheep and goats. Hezekiah loved God and he was generous to God. He was a generous giver. He gave a lot to God, burnt offering. He did not give junk to God. He didn't give one cent to God. Oh, this is kind of left over in my pocket here. He gave generously good thing to God. When you love God, you are not stingy to God. You're willing to give. You're willing to do anything. Give your time, your energy, your talents, your home. Open your home. You may not have Tesla because you have to put the gas into your car. The gas price went up. You say, that's okay. I'm going to drive my car to pick up somebody to come to church. I don't worry about the money. God can give me back. You're generous to God because you love God. Amen. Everyone say generous giver. generous giver. Okay. Number one, he built the temple. He loved the church of God compared to today. Number two, he is a man of the covenant of love. He make a covenant with God and he really want to obey God. Number three, he is a worshipper. Number four, he was a generous giver. Number five, Second Chronicles chapter 30, verse 12. Also in Judah, the hand of God was on the people to give them unity of mind. Wow. Because the king, this is why I tell you the truth. As a pastor of this church and as the husband of my home and as a daddy of my children, I make a decision to be a man of God. I make a decision to really be faithful to God. I will not play game. I will not do anything to make God mad at me. Because when the head of the household, when the head of the church, when the king or the president or the head of the community live righteously before God, everyone else will be blessed. You remember the Psalm chapter 133 talk about unity. And the blessing, the anointing flow from the head of Aaron down to the beard and to the robe of Aaron. Flow down from the top I want your guy to be blessed. I want to be like King David and Hezekiah second chronicle thirty twelve also in Judah, the hand of God was on the people. I want the hand of God to be on my children, upon my wife, upon the members of this church, to give them unity of mind, to carry out what the king and his official had ordered following the word of the Lord. When you love God, you will not try to give excuses. And argue with God about what he say in the Bible. Oh, God, you give me grace. I don't need to obey this. It's okay. You are gracious to me. Oh, gracious God, I don't want to obey everything here. Okay, um, you have grace for me. But you know the grace of God including spanking and discipline. Actually, God told me on the airplane, uh, why don't you teach about God discipline one Sunday? But I will not tell you which Sunday. So you cannot run away. God grace discipline you. I gave counseling to a couple in Virginia. Their son really malbehaved very bad. And I told them, You need to stand up and discipline him. You cannot let him run the house and control you and manipulate you. And I say, you need to practice tough love. Sometimes God has to practice tough love on us. I got this one time when I was in preschool. I was playing with my friend in the classroom. The teacher called me out Catholic school. Come out here, Barun. Stand here. After that day, I never play in the class again. It's not fun. I got spanked. That is the grace of God too, spank. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody say that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> when we love God, we take his word seriously and we want to obey him. Like I read before the offering time, Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 to 3. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked and stand around with sinners, a joy in with mockers, but they delight. Everyone said, delight. That they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like tree planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Wow, fruitful, blessed, successful, live a long life, healthy, healed. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Because we take the word of God seriously. Amen? Amen? Number one, Rebuild the temple. We love the church. Number two, we make a covenant with the Lord. We restore our relationship with God. We're going to walk with God in good relationship. Number three, we recognize the importance of worship and live a life that gives honor to God. Number four, we are a generous giver to God. Number five, we obey God's word and take God's word seriously. Number six, Second Chronicles chapter 31, verse 1. When all this had ended, the Israelites who were there went out to the towns of Judah, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. They destroyed the high places and the altars throughout Judah and Benjamin and in Ephraim and Manasseh. After they had destroyed all of them, the Israelites returned to their own towns and to their own property. In the time of Hezekiah, because he loved God so much, he encouraged all the citizens, not only in Judah, but also in Israel, to really love God and have only one God and destroy all the idols in the land. They pulled out all the idols. Sometimes as Christians, we need to sit down and pray and examine ourselves. Do I have an idol? Do I have idols in my life? Do I love or worship something else beside God? Do I love God more than this? Do I love God more than my house? Do I love God more than my job? Do I love God more than money? I think we need to sometimes sit down and examine our own heart. Many of us may have idols without even knowing it because we get used to live like that. Oh, we just so love that, but we don't love God enough. Let us really get rid of idols in our life. Nothing wrong to have money. Nothing wrong to have nice car. Nothing wrong to buy Tesla or electric car. Nothing wrong to have vacation home. But please don't love those things more than God. We should not have idols in our life. Like Hezekiah, he makes sure idols are gone from the land. Look Look at number seven. Second Chronicles, almost done. Chapter 32, verse 20. King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to heaven about this. Hezekiah not only loved the church, built the church, he was a generous giver. He also made a covenant with God. He walked in relationship with God faithfully. He was loyal to God. He is a worshiper. He also destroyed the idols. But the Bible says here, he depended on God. He consulted with God. He prayed a lot. Do you pray a lot or do you depend on your own self? Whatever you want to do in life, did you ask God first? Or you just keep doing it? Just use your own brain. Use your own intellect to run your life. I'm so smart. I can do this. I can do this. Actually, if you love God, you want to make sure what you say, what you do, The decisions you make are in the Bible. Two, pleasing to God. Are you pleasing God? Whatever you do, whatever you say. Is it the will of God for you to do that? To spend that money, to travel there, to buy that home, to marry that person? Do you consult with God that is this your will or not? You pray or not. You ask God or not. Or you just keep running your own life. You do your own thing. Oh yeah, I love God. I go to church on Sunday. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. After Sunday, you walk out. Uh, God, don't get involved with me too much. I'm so smart. I can do my own thing. You don't pray. You don't ask God for direction. You don't get God involved with you. If you do that, you don't really love God. When you love God, you treat Him as your master, as the king of your life as your guide, as your head, as your creator. You get him involved with you, everything you do. I pray that God will help you to love him. Unfortunately, not everyone loves God. But I pray that members of New Hope International Church will love the Lord with all their heart. And they will live the lifestyle like King Hezekiah like this. It's easy to say, I loved you. But God wants to see your action. Your action. Do you love God? And look at the outcome. King Hezekiah loved God. He did all these things. Let me review one more time. He rebuilt the temple. He got involved in building the church. He loved the church. Number two. He renewed his relationship with God on a regular basis. He make a loving covenant with God. He got to do his part to obey God. And God will do his part. Number three. He recognized the importance of living a life of worship and glorifying God. Number four, he was a generous giver. He gave to God. Number five, he take God's word seriously and he obeyed the word of God. Number six, he destroyed idols in the land and in his own life. Number seven, he prayed and trust God and asked God to direct his life. Look at the outcome. Remember I say, I talk about Ahaz, the daddy. Terrible. His life ended in a terrible way. Look at King Hezekiah. This is a result of the outcome of a man and a woman who loved God so much. Second Chronicle 32, 26 to 29. Then Hezekiah repented of the pride of his heart, as did the people of Jerusalem. Wow, when the head repented, Everyone else repented. Therefore, the Lord's wrath did not come upon them during the days of Hezekiah. I pray that this is happening in New Hope International Church. As long as Pastor Lau is a pastor of this church, no wrath of God to be on this church. No one die of cancer. No one dies too soon. No one have family problem. The kids will love God. I don't want the wrath of God to be in this house or in my house. Hezekiah had very great riches and order, And he made treasuries for his silver and gold and for his precious stones, spices, shields, and all kinds of valuables. He was rich. God blessed him financially. He also made buildings to store the harvest of grain. Wow, it was so fruitful. New wine and oil. He made stalls for various kinds of cattle and pens for the flocks. He built villages and acquired great numbers of flocks and herds. For God had given him very great riches. My brothers and sisters, do you want to follow the example of Hezekiah? Yes. Yes. How many people want to be blessed? How many people want God's hand to be upon you? How many of you want God to bless your children and grandchildren to the thousand generations? How many of you want every time you touch something in your work, successful? How many people want to live a long life? How many people want to put your name in this scripture? Then, uh, let me pick one name. (laughs) Then, T.D. repented of his pride of the heart. And then he built villages and acquired great numbers of flocks and herds. For God has given T.D. very great riches. For God has given Larry very great riches. But... You need to do your part. Make a decision to love God, love the church, love his body. Get involved in the church. Use your gift. Don't be pure warmers. Get involved. I know that some of you eat free food every Sunday, free snack. Some of you eat free Vietnamese food every Sunday. You just sneak into that room and see all this jayo and bun thit neung. And ooh, free You may sneak into the Thai lunchroom. Have you ever thought this way? Wow, they feed me free every Sunday. I want to get involved in building this church. What can I do to support financially? Who should I give money so that you can have money to buy food? Maybe next Sunday I can bring some cake to feed you too. I want to build a church. I'm not a consumer. Just eat free every Sunday. Come in, free, 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 free. But never pay. And somebody else pay. When you really have a heart to love the church, you're willing to give. You're willing to participate. You want to get involved. Actually, we need more people to get involved in the snack team now. Because they don't have enough people to set up, to tear down. Two team every Sunday. Please get involved. Helping them set up and another team tearing it down. Yes. Build the church. Get involved. Yes. Amen. We need more people to learn how to do the light system up here. Get involved. Serve God. Build a church. Love God. Make a covenant with God that you're going to be faithful to Him, serve Him, and love Him. You are not consumers. You are not takers. You are not pill warmer. You are the church builder. You get involved. You give. You serve. Amen. And you make sure that your children see your example, that you are givers and you are church builders. And every decision you make, you make sure you please the Lord. You make a covenant with God. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 4 Nevertheless, I have this against you. Can God be against us? Yes that you have left your first love. Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Many Christians have lost the first love for God. And what happened? They don't have the blessing. When you first accept Jesus Christ, you know Christ died for you. Do you really feel touch in your heart that God loved you? Do you lose the first love? Repent. and love God again. Love Him with all your heart. Don't be like King Solomon. Look at the opposite. 1st King chapter 11 verse 6. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as David, his father, had done. We don't want to follow King Solomon who lost the first love for God. We want to follow King David and Hezekiah. Verses 11 and 12. So the Lord said to Solomon, since this is your attitude and you have not kept my covenant will you keep the covenant with God yes. okay some of you don't have reaction at all just will you keep the covenant with God yes Come on. yes <laughs> She laughed, (laughs) that that girl laughed. (laughs) Since this is your attitude and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees, the law of God, which I commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. Nevertheless, for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Oh, the action of the daddy really impacts the children. <sighs> wow, this pastor, he never gives us order. He always gives us steak. Oh, I don't like him now. He made me have conviction, but I tell you, I loved you. That's why I want you to be blessed. I want you to walk right with God all the days of your life. I want to see you have history that one day after you die and leave this world, your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren will talk about Papa, Grandpapa, Great-Grandpapa, Great-Granddaddy and Mommy. Wow, they love God so much. They were like Hezekiah. God bless them. Now we are blessed. Thank God for my great Man Papa. He make a covenant with God. He love God. He build the church. He get involved. He's so faithful and loyal to God. Do you want your children after you die, your grandchildren to talk about you that way? And they see the result that they're blessed because of you. Do you want that? You're going to keep the decree of God. Amen. Amen. You still love me. (laughs) Why don't we make a covenant with God? Amen. I will not look at your mouth whether you speak or not. <laughs> I'm going to close my eyes. It's between you and God. Okay, I close my eyes. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, Father in heaven. I, love you I love you because you love me first. Love you you sent your son Jesus Christ to die for me. Therefore, Lord, I make a covenant of love with you. I will love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. I will obey your commandment. I will love your body, the church of God. I will do what you say. I will trust you, depend on you, ask you to lead me, receive your counsel, make you happy, and smile. I am a true worshiper. You seek the true worshiper. Your eyes run, and, run through and fall throughout the whole earth, and you find me because I'm loyal to you. Oh Lord, by your grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit, help me Lord to have the first love for you all the days of my life. I will not lose my first love. And I will keep my covenant with you. I believe and declare as I am faithful to you. You are the faithful God You keep your covenant with me too You shall bless me Bless the work of my hand Bless me financially Heal my sickness Take away sickness from me I shall be healthy Live a long life And the blessing of Abraham will go down to the thousand generations. I will be like David, Hezekiah. Lord, help me to walk with you faithfully and keep the covenant of love to the last day. Thank you, Lord. I make this promise to you. This is my sincere confession. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I believe you keep your covenant, Lord. My brothers and sisters will experience special favor, special love, protection, Kindness and favor from you, Lord. All the days of their life. Lord, if some of them have been sick. And the doctor say, the doctor cannot help. This sickness is over. Going to be stuck with them for the rest of their life. I believe and declare, you are the healer. You can heal them. Suddenly they wake up one day, it's gone. All they come to church while they're worshipping God is God you will help them Lord heal them you will bless them no one in this church will have debt no one in this church will fail will be poor will be sick will not be cursed but they shall we be blessed in Jesus name Amen Amen Hallelujah let's stand up and sing a song together Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you going to practice what you learn? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty.